we thought that we could do something where we do it just for the passion of technology, of implementing technology, of knowing that we are changing lives for entrepreneurs that come to us for developing their applications. If you could do that, what could we create? Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello there and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here. I hope you're doing really well and thank you for all of your support. I've been reading through your feedback. Love reading through your feedback. I always learn so much about you and all of the things that you're learning from the show and taking away from it. So thank you very much and keep that feedback coming through. Now, on today's show, I have the pleasure of welcoming Tech Rebels co-founder, CMO and keynote speaker, Mr. Abir Raza. Welcome to the show, Abir. Thanks, Rick, for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. What a wonderful backdrop you have there. We're going to be talking about where you're calling in from in a moment. But uh, for context, we're going to be talking about your business, uh, Tech Revol's success thus far. We're going to talk about the journey that you're on to revolutionize the world by enabling entrepreneurs, SMEs, and enterprise-level organizations to disrupt their domains through emerging technology. Now, there is a lot to unpack there. So let's start from the start. Um, I mentioned the the background that you've got there. Where are you calling in from? Uh, this is Dubai. It's a uh, downtown Dubai uh, business bay. So you have Burj Khalifa right on my left, yep. and uh, the city right on my back. Tell me something. What do you love about the place? Dubai. Um, it's. I mean, it's one of the newest cities built, and uh, it's it's really put itself on the map in the last uh, twenty so years. Oh yeah. Um, and you can kind of see how you know it's scaled um, so far, and and what the ingenuity behind the whole model is, um, and it, it offers people un- endless opportunities to scale, almost zero taxes. So yep. you know people come here, they make a lot of money, and they spend it back <laughs> in Dubai. And, uh, it's it's, a, it's I guess it's like a capitalist you know wet dream sort of. Um, <laughs> Cool. I think uh, you know it has a lot uh, of going on for, especially right now with recession going on around the world. Yep. Um, I think Dubai generally has this pace of catching up to world recession five years later. So we're hoping to invest more here and scale things. Fantastic. I notice uh, um, there's pictures of the the man-made island that looked like a palm tree. Is that is that a local <laughs> residence? Yeah, it is. Actually, they have two now. So wow. it's weird, like every time I come here, which is almost every month, something changes. Dubai is like an evolutionary process of like when you see a human being grow, it's like, again, you have to realize the city was just sand and desert, like, you know, 30 years ago mm-hmm. and all of it been built in 30 years. So it's, it's amazing. It's, it's inspiring. So we talked about earlier, um, you know, your life growing up. Is that where you lived when you were growing up? Uh, no, I, uh, I think I actually came to the way the first time when I was, uh, 24, 25, mm-hmm. uh, I think that was my first international trip because I couldn't afford that. <laughs> um, I grew up in Pakistan, Karachi, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, like it's, uh, it's a different sort of, uh, place, I guess, uh, 
Uh, the interesting thing about Karachi is that there is almost no infrastructure for people, uh, and uh, the only thing that kind of keeps you going is grit, pure grit that, you know, tomorrow's going to be better, and you're going to make it through this, and, and you just have to keep going. And there's some super, you know, interesting people and, and uh, you know, amazing people that I've met along the way that have kind of helped me create what I've created so far, as well as help me understand how to define purpose and sort of stick to it, even mm-hmm. when, you know, everything around you seems purposeless. Um, there's a lot of chaos there. Um, wait, like, even in our office uh, these days, we have blackouts four times a day. Oh, wow. <laughs> as a tech that's not something not ideal. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, we've got backup generators and stuff that sustain ourselves. But you know, it's it's it, it, like the I, whole idea here is that how do you run through chaos and how do you make sure that you can harness it? Mm-hmm. So I think we built that. Uh, one of our values is actually structured chaos. Um, so kind of embodying that. But I think um where you have uh, a lot of uh you know uh weaknesses or a lot of uh debilitations there's mm-hmm. a lot of strength as well on the other side you you can make that your strength if you try to so there's uh there's something to be said for grit and there's obviously something to be said for mindset um you would have been challenged multiple times along the way talk to us a little bit about the importance of mindset to you and what do you do when you have a bit of a down day and do you have them of course, uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's. I wouldn't say a, a down day for myself. Yes, um, most of the times it makes it seem like tomorrow, like there's no tomorrow, or you're not going to have any uh, positive days anymore. <laughs> uh, you, I, I, I like to kind of take my day off, and I can as as in my position, I guess. Yep. So I kind of just internalize stuff and and figure out what's really bothering me and what is it that's actually, uh, you know, how do I have to figure it out? Um, for In these days, mostly, um, you know, we're trying to kind of uh, repurpose the organization, restructure it and sort of uh, change the overall, um, you know, uh, positioning for the brand. So it's it, there have been a lot more days these days where I'm trying to figure out where we go from here mm-hmm. and what's Step. Um, we just made uh, Inc. 5000 fastest growing company oh, wow. this year. So now uh, the race is on for Fortune 500. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff that's going on in the business. So it's uh, obviously a lot to take in, a lot of process. So I I don't, I'm, I'm honestly not sure how people like Elon Musk like continuously yeah, work day, <sighs> every week. Uh, I really need my one day maybe a month or you know whatever absolutely rethink priorities and figure out well for somebody who's so busy and and presumably on occasion pushed to their limit you're looking wonderfully well and and fit do you do you take much time out to you know have a routine that includes fitness and things like that tell us a little bit about that side of your life that would be a really bad answer for people who are listening but okay So I eat once a day, uh, so it's like a 24-hour fast for me, and that, that's not by choice, it's just that I don't get hungry. Yep, I yep. sleep four, five hours a day maximum. Is that it? Uh, again, not by choice, uh, but just because I don't feel like sleeping. It's, yep. but it's, it's just so much to think about, and so many, so for me, it's uh, like, you know, when you're in that situation where you're driving a business, uh, whatever you can make of it is based on your imagination. So. Mm-hmm. 
how much more can you do? How much more can you push yourself or, you know, how many more ideas or, you know, opportunities can you create for people? So it's, it can drive you, drive you insane. So, <laughs> so it's a, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the more downtime I have, and that's one of the reasons for eating less as well, because as soon as I do, I get food high and there's like, you know, a whole yeah, one hour thing that you have to kind of uh, get over it. So it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, it, I mean, that's my health advice, I guess. So just don't eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you um do you have much time for like doing fitness and running or walking? What do you like to do? Yeah, definitely. I I have um you know uh, two or three days in a quarter where I get a gym membership and go there and mm-hmm. then forget. So <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> but, yeah. But I think it's like, uh, you know, it, it goes for everybody, I guess. Uh, I mean, whatever you're focused on, whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to have a nice lifestyle, nice fitness, then that's your thing. And that's completely okay. Um, yep. But yep. if you want to build a purpose-driven organization and if you want people to rally behind you or if you want people to kind of be inspired by what you do and how you do it, then they can see that you have, you're deviated from your goals. They can see any weaknesses it's just the way it is so yep. you have to be you know the business all the time every time in fact uh, i i joked about this with my partner yesterday that uh whenever we 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 have a my wife and i have a kid so we have our date nights uh you know every weekend so yes, whenever yep. we go out 90 percent of the conversations are about the business so <laughs> i bet she loves that <laughs> She does. She does. She understands that I'm, you know, purpose driven, and, and it's it's a great, uh, you know, really partnership. I would say. Yeah. No, that's so, wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you very much for sharing. You. This gives context to those who who are startups and they're they're just starting their journey towards success, and they will learn a lot from you about the things to look forward to, the things to avoid, and all of those types of things. Now, Abhi, you touched on Elon Musk earlier, and he's obviously quite an inspirational source for many people. Um, who else in your life um, would have been a source of inspiration for you as you journeyed through time, as it were? Yeah, um, so, I mean, I, like, I've like i always had that, uh, you know, curious mindset, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like when, uh, back in days when, when I was, you know, doing school, um, I would be the only person who would ditch uh, PE or any sort of physical activity <laughs> type of thing and be in the library all the time. I actually got a certificate for reading all the books in the library. So oh, wow. for me, the, you know, books are my inspiration, whether it be fiction or nonfiction, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I, I read, read a lot more nonfiction now, unfortunately, because uh, I have limited time and I can only spend it on one thing. Yep. But um you know it's it's when you read about people and what inspires them and how they their mind works like that's key i think that really defines everything right like it's not about you know how you would in a way it's a blueprint of yours like how would you react to a certain situation given that situation happens whatever your core values are whatever it is that drives you is what your response is going to be so it's uh interesting and kind of i i was recently reading about da vinci and his uh you know his bio- biography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I written by the same guy who wrote Steve Jobs. I yeah. I'd love to do all that. I'm not able to remember the name, but um, and you know I've, I've read about Elon Musk through that Richard Branson. I think all these. Uh, I mean they're called celebrity. Uh, you know I mean rock star CEOs now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is definitely a certain allure to the way they. Uh, I, I don't know how much of it is true, but like the way they operate, the way they think. 
the way it seems like uh, you know the cool factor of Virgin Atlantic yes. and how the scale and, and go after uh, British Airways and the behemoths of the world and and just you know still be Virgin right like the whole idea of uh, a noob. So it's a uh, it's like uh, it's interesting and 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 definitely gives you uh, a lot to think about and a lot of heart to kind of pursue things. And I yeah I'm in my spare time whenever I'm eating or something like that, then mm. I would watch. TED Talks and things like that. Kind of oh, I love it. I love it. So do you off, do you like to take in an audio book as opposed to reading sometimes? Um, most of the time I like the visual component uh, right. with the audio. Uh, but when I'm traveling or, you know, uh, taking a ride or whatever, then I would definitely um, do an audio book. You've talked about uh, Richard Bransom and, and I've seen some of the monumental failures as well as the monumental successes that he's had. And, uh, you know, he's just an amazing person. I wonder, from all of this, um, given that there are ups and downs and uh, trials and tribulations in your business, what have you learned from failure? And how important is it to have experienced it? Um, I think, it, like, we now have about 200 people, and uh, last year we had about 100. Mm -hmm. uh, so I gave it in which I said something, because... I mean, our failures are spectacular failures. They're not just like small failures. Small. <laughs> you do it properly. <laughs> yeah, where everybody can see that, you know, this is where all the money that we're making is being invested. So, yep, yep. I mean, for me, like, I don't have 100 uh, employees. I have 100 employers or 200 employers. Now. Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of responsible to them. So in the last speech that I gave uh, last year, I was like, you know, we've had 100 failures this year and our job next year is to have 200. So, you know, it's when you move fast, when you're, when you're trying to uh, achieve the unachievable most of the time, you're going to have failures. Um, the idea, the key idea is how can you get back up? And I know you've, you know, everybody says that, but mm -hmm. in actuality, it's that, uh, you know, small time that you get between, uh, you know, uh, when you have just failed and you feel like this is it, I'm done. And the depression of that or, or sort of the, uh, you know, misery of that starts setting in. There's a small window there mm -hmm. where you can like, fuck it. I'm not going to get to the next stage and I'm just going to plow Give it in. Yep. You have to take that and, and just run with it and, and obviously not block out the failure. Process it and, and figure out what you did wrong. But yep. honestly, like subconscious is so strong that we keep processing failure, which is also one of the reasons why people end up in therapy. But essentially... <laughs> You know, the idea here is that, uh, you know, you're going to get the core values. You're going to understand what mistakes you're making, making in real time. When you're, mm -hmm. when you're actually making the same decision, you realize, hey, I've done this before. I've been here before. So there's no need to value on your failure or take a step back or pick yourself up or dust yourself down. It's, there's nothing. It's no, no, Just, not worth it. Momentum is key. If you lose momentum, then everything else loses. So, you know, you just have to keep going. Uh, but it's interesting that you mentioned Richard Branson. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, no, absolutely loving it. Thank you. One thing that I wanted to kind of add to it. Um, one of the things that inspires me about Richard Branson is how he's built a company of values mm. and purpose. And yeah. he's uh, sort of painted this, um, you know, everything that he does through the same brushstroke. I think he has about 300 or so companies right now. Um, and every one of them, you know, is, is co-owned by another sort of entrepreneur that he's built up and he's sort of like, he's known as yet the yes man. Um, yep. So anybody who comes up with an idea, he's like, yes, let's do it. You know, is 
uh, his in fact his mantra is screw it let's do it so we and although i didn't have his example back when i started the company like four years ago um mm-hmm. you know I, I hadn't read his biography and i wasn't really familiar with how things are done in the west um but that's one of the values that we sort of had from day one uh, which is that we would give opportunities to people who want to come up and and do their own thing uh in fact we tell most of our employees that we hire right on the day one that you know uh we're sitting on the opposite side of the seat but that's not always going to be the case if you have brilliant ideas if you want to do something we'll invest in it we'll work with you and we will make you the next ceo yeah, wow. uh, in fact for the next five years our uh goal is to make 50 more ceos uh we've made about six so far um out of them uh tech rebel is one of them obviously and uh, that's you know i just mentioned earlier that we made 5000 this year uh and the race is on for fortune 500 but next year i'm hoping that two other companies of ours are going to make 5000 and the year after maybe 20 yeah wow. so that the the sort of goal that you know we don't want to just grow ourselves we want to grow with each other and we want to and it's not just an opportunity right like it's it's not like we're giving them something that they wouldn't be able to have we're just recognizing talent sometimes uh you have to push people uh yeah. you know you kind of put them in uncomfortable situations which they have no clue about but if you can sort of see a little bit farther ahead than them you can you know sometimes show them what they're capable yeah, this is great, great conversation. I just want to, uh, I guess, uh, jump around a little bit and think about different things to help um, bring some value to our audience. And I, I often ask my guest, what do you think um, you want to leave behind? What do you think is the one thing you want to have achieved at the end of days for you? What What legacy would you like to leave? And have you ever thought about it? Um... So uh, I was hoping we we're not going to end up here because it's a very mushy topic for me. Uh, but I guess if, if we're here, here. Um, so, um, uh, you know, like I've, I've not had a lot growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot in terms of, uh, you know, uh, support and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, self-made. But, you know, I don't think anybody's self-made. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, uh, if my wife wasn't as supportive as she uh, is, or yes. the real boss. Are, yeah, exactly. I would never get to here or the employees that have helped me get here. So it's mm. just not possible. So yeah. you're not, as a human being, you need people around you. Uh, you need support. It's stupid to think, narcissistic to think that, you know, of course. Yourself. but I think, um, you know, uh, back in the days when I started my first business, I was, I think about 20, either, uh, 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I started by, you would probably see the same thing in NBC as well that I gave an interview. Like I started with a call center at that time and that kind of really taught me, uh, you know, grit and sort of calling people and getting a lot of fuck off and no's, <laughs> uh, you know, builds your, uh, you know, makes your ego somewhat stronger. Yeah. Um, so we used to know, but when I started it, um, I invested everything that I had in it. I've, I mean, I've always been sort of a risk taker in the sense that I was the only person in the house that was making money at that time with a household of five people. So it was a huge risk to kind of put everything on the stage, employed as well. So, you know, uh, but anyways, I did that and I did it so well, in fact, that I realized after I did it that I didn't have any money whatsoever, <laughs> literally. So 
I had to walk like 45 minutes or something um, to my office, which employed people, but their salaries were important. Mine wasn't, right? Mm. So back then, I, uh, I was just having a word with one of my friends. You know, a ticket on the bus used to cost one cent. So I didn't have that. Oh. So it's, I mean, maybe I had it. I just probably like wasn't, I was afraid of using it because I was like, maybe it could be used for something else. So, you know, it, I'm, I'm sure that I'm dramatizing this in my head right now. Yeah. Just now I'm loving it. Work. But um, yeah, so like, uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess in a way, uh, you know, when I, when I went through that process and, and even before when I sort of uh, like, I mentioned, you know, that I was the breadwinner. So what happened was that, you know, at a certain point in time, my dad lost his job and yep. we were kind of uh, kids, like teenager. I was a teen, like 13, 14, when he lost his job. So things started going bad, you know, the homeless situation that you normally hear about from people. Mm. Uh, I mean, we had really good uh, family in the sense that we would get a place to stay in different places. Uh, but none of it was ours. We didn't have a car or whatever, you know, or anything at all, actually. So, you know, when when things got really bad and it was time for me to get pulled out of school, uh, you know, uh, my mom was like, no, I'm not going to let that happen. So she sold everything she had. um, And like, you know, it's jewelry is a big thing in in Pakistan. So, you know, having to sell that, what you get from when you're married, from your parents. Wow. It's heartbreaking, I guess. Uh, and yeah, to see that was was really bad for me. But what I took from it uh, in my adolescent age was that I'm lucky that I have parents that are able to make these uh, amazing prices to let me study and, yes. and something of myself. Yes. I'm not going to waste that gift. So, you know, back then I decided that, and, and that's, you know, I mentioned that I was always into books. So I, mm-hmm. I took that as an opportunity to learn, to be curious, to, to always evolve. And all, I also realized that there are so many people around the world that don't have that. Yeah. And it's, it's not like when we say that, Hey, this guy's poor and you know, it's, 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 it's by his choice. That's not true. No. They, if you compare yourself to them, you'd realize they don't have those options, those choices. Even people who get into alcoholism or drugs or anything, like they don't have the same support system you have. Mm. You're blessed. Mm. And if you're going to waste that away by, you know, partying or, I don't know, getting into, like, stupid shit. Making those um, choices. Yeah, you're just, you know, you're wasting the gift that you have and you're responsible to them, you know? I mean... Where you are right now, other people can get to, and it's your responsibility to help get them there. Get so, them there. so it's a, it's you know, that's one of the values. Even though it's not uh, written anywhere, even though it's not something that I, you know, talk about too much because, you know, it can sort of drive people away because what if they're into the money or anything else mm-hmm. that's not their, then you know, it's kind of scary to know that people might judge you, whatever. But it's a it is something that we've kind of embedded into the cinema of our companies, um, yep. you know, or, organically without forcing the whole. I mean, we have employees that teach at orphanages. Uh, we have employees that, uh, you know, donate. We have our own company donates and, and partners with uh, Court Girls, which is like an organization for uh, getting impoverished women out of their houses and into jobs. And so many other things that we've done so far 
obviously not enough not enough at all um in fact one of our goals for the next five years is to impact 20 million lives um so we have a lot to do and uh, you know i think maybe i don't know if i want to be remembered for that because i don't want like i it's not something that i do just so people would know that i do it I no that's even, that's obvious to me yeah uh, it's it's i guess i would want to think and hope that people know that i've I've made it better. I've tried to make their lives better. Try it. I don't yep. know if I'm yep. deep, but you know, I I, guess- I I have to say a bit. Like this is the reason I think the My Future Business Show is so different because we know from a fundamental level that many of the moving parts inside of a business don't change, but the leadership does. The people, the two feet and the heartbeat behind the businesses are always unique on this show. So I very much appreciate you opening up and showing us a little bit of that side of it. Now, tell us something. Where was the genesis of Tech Revel? How did this all come about? Um, yeah, that's a, also sort of an interesting story. Uh, <laughs> started, I think, about um, five uh, years ago or so, um, when um, we were both, uh, my partner and myself, uh, Asim Race, he's a co-founder, CTO, mm-hmm. um, the CMO. We're both sort of co-CEOs, but we like to, you know, keep to our domain so we call ourselves CTO and CMO but we're yep. both sort of in the same thing um, so uh, we were both working in different companies and uh, uh, not really happy with our jobs not because uh, our jobs were fulfilling or weren't really giving us everything that an employee can possibly have um, you know I was working in in Houston at that time and uh, making about five thousand dollars at an age of like 26 or 27 is not mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. especially when you're coming from Pakistan and you don't have I you're much there's no possibility though <laughs> of working in the US so so yeah so I was doing that and he was uh, you know working in a tech company um, the biggest thing for us that drove us against the wall most of the times was that um, we saw so many companies that were after short-term gains and and driving value for themselves um, you know company owners that would uh, you know like their biggest thing was to make their retirement fund or fill up their own pockets and get a BMW or whatever uh, you know it never really I, I never really wanted that and I, I still don't like I, I I joke about this sometimes that we gave three of our employees cars before I got myself a car um, so you know it's like for us, we, we thought that, hey, if we could do something where we do it just for the passion of technology, of implementing technology, of knowing that we are, you know, changing lives for entrepreneurs that come to us for developing their applications or yeah. partner with them to a level where they don't even know where, you know, where they end and we start. So if you could do that, what could we create? So it was a hypothesis. It wasn't tested. It wasn't something that, you know, people even tried because obviously like, you know, uh, most of these companies are investor owned or, you know, they're operated by somebody else and owned by somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a bit of dissonance between what you can accomplish and what you really want to accomplish. Yeah. I, I mean, I have this fundamental opinion that people are inherently good. Um, even the most evil people in the world, they started something with the right intentions. It, became something else later on and they did not reconnect with their purpose. Mm-hmm. So that's where they went wrong. But I mean, my thinking was that, you know, if we started something like this, we will be joined by people that have the same values, that have the same purpose, and we'll get somewhere. 
it does i don't know how i don't know where it's going to happen but if we kept on giving value to our clients beyond the monetary factor and and not really caring about where the money came in from or how we made money but really just drove value uh, exceptional value mm-hmm. we'd get so we started with that um, we got a few clients in fact one of the first clients that we had stuck around with us uh, till i think just last year when he moved to another company because we were getting too expensive <laughs> uh, but <laughs> a good problem uh, to have. <laughs> but yeah it's a uh, I think for us, uh, you know, that's where we've kind of focused on. Uh, the first client that we had, uh, he started with us. He was his company was making at that time like eight hundred thousand dollars, under a million dollars. Back in the days when he moved on, uh, his company was worth fifty million. So we've we've sort of focused more on that. Um, I've personally met a lot of clients and and uh, you know essentially like. I'll spend time with them, the whole day with them, just to understand how they operate, how they think, how can we help them better, how can mm-hmm. we make their vision a reality. Uh, and that was the whole idea of Tech Revolution. Uh, you know, one of the companies that we worked with got nominated for Fast Company, most innovative company last year. Yep. Uh, because uh, the idea behind it was that it was uh, changing, uh, I mean, essentially building a relationship between police officers and uh, black kids and, and sort of allowing them to take on a mentorship role for them. So mm-hmm. that's trying to fix a problem that the U.S. has right now from a very different perspective. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of companies that are doing exactly that. You know, they're, they're innovating, they're, they're coming up with new solutions. And that's the, that's the spirit of entrepreneurship, right? So, Absolutely. I mean, how, like empowering people that just have an idea uh, and that can solve real world problems. And it's interesting and and I'm by no means I'm saying that enterprise companies don't do that either. No, in a way, they're, they're doing it in silos, mm. uh, in different. But entrepreneurs can do it so much more faster because they're not you know uh, held in by you know HR or admin or all these other like operational constraints. Yeah, they're they're just like driving you know 100 miles an hour without you know a seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's 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 a it's been a really really worthwhile experience, uh, you know, helping people scale their businesses and and seeing how how that's that's happening. In fact, um, last uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, start of this year we uh, we you know decided to kind of refocus and and uh, we launched Rebel Ventures, which is an accelerator. Uh-huh. Um, we we're doing it already with some other businesses that we have created along the way. Uh, but we realized that we need to sort of formalize this process and, and make it so that we can build more successful businesses and help mm-hmm. more people reach their goals and purposes. So, yeah, we're, we're now at that stage where we're investing in other startups. We're, we're making some more. Um, the target is 50 for the next five years. I yep. think that's pretty achievable. I, can, I think we can do a lot more. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's, I guess, you know, how it is. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing. Loving this call. Now, tell us a little bit about the core products at the center of Tech Revolt. What are you offering? Um, so I like to say it's a bit of everything. Um, if you know, we uh, and by that I kind of would want to explain. Uh, you know, it's most like technology products, mostly application services, uh, web solutions. Yep. Uh, you know, automation, RPAs. Um, we do a lot of AI, uh, ML stuff as well, and then um, 
you know, virtual reality and augmented reality applications. So you're telling, um, are you are you talking from ground up? So first line of code through to uh, final realized product. Is that the level yeah, of involvement? It, yeah, actually, it's a little bit more because it, we kind of uh, take a deep dive into conceptualization as well sometimes mm -hmm. and figure out what the SWOT analysis would be for the product and competitors and, and the likes of that. Uh, we, because, I mean, uh, because I'm a marketer uh, yep. as a well, my job is to also see whether something that is being built is actually going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest areas where I drive my energy from when I meet with entrepreneurs and they have this absolute conviction and faith that this is going to work. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, my job is to obviously be critical and sort of uh, give them feedback and sort of uh, change directions or pivot or tell them this is the market to hit or this is what you need to do. So it's, it's not just the tech, but it's mm -hmm. also more than that it's product development absolutely and in terms of marketing that is a big wide um monster as it were to get your head around if you've never done that sort of thing before so how is it that you work with your clients to help them in i guess uh, embrace marketing is that something that you offer them as well um yeah that's actually a pretty good question um i think most people um so there's i think two sides of it one side is more driven and and like it happens with every profession i guess where um in order to differentiate yourself you make up jargons and things like that to kind of make <laughs> yep. it important so you know why should doctors be the only ones that feel, feel <laughs> so i think um in marketing as well there's a lot of that where we use jargons and things like that to kind of uh, you know make it seem very difficult but at the end of it at the core of it uh, marketing is pro part of product development. It's it's not separate from it. Like you, when you're making something, first you need to identify a need, uh, then you need to identify if enough people have the need. Um, so in a way, that's the four P's of marketing, right? So mm -hmm. uh, that's how it's it's human psychology, and it's, at the end of the day, you just have to figure out what would work. I mean, there's a lot more to it, obviously now at this stage where you have analytics coming from different tools that do it in real time, uh, you know, SEMrush or Ahrefs or these kind of places where you can actually tell that how much is the competitor spending, what are the keywords that they're going after, what are the industries they're going after, what is their intent, how much is their ROI potentially, and all those things. So yeah, you can extrapolate a lot more at this stage where you have so much data uh, from companies. But as I said, at its core, uh, and, and that's what I like to tell entrepreneurs sometimes that yes, I can logically explain to you why everything's going to succeed. But if you don't have that conviction, if you don't have that instinct that this is what you want to do, then it's not going to work. So, you know, for people that are talking to marketers, um, it's important for you to have a good feeling about it. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, as an entrepreneur or even as a company that's hiring a marketing organization to help run things, it, there's always going to be a disconnect. Because you're giving, you're basically saying that, Okay, here's my kid. Uh, put him out there in the best college <laughs> against the best years, and and I don't care what happens to him. He ends up, you know, wherever. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. Just get him out there. It doesn't work like that. Doesn't you know, work. you're you're invested in it. So yeah. Yeah, that's amazing feedback. I, I, I wonder. Um, you've got a, a, a quite a wide reach of clients across the world. Tell us a little bit about uh, the places that you're serve you're serving. Um, yeah, so I think, um, I, I mean, uh, on the journey for entrepreneurship, um, you don't, I mean, what you are kind of gets more uh, personified. Mm -hmm. um, 
And again, like I give that example of Richard Branson for a reason because I like the sense of adventure. I like the fact that I get to travel a lot and meet a lot of new people and work with a lot of new people and mm -hmm. uh, put our footprint wherever I go. So, you know, from Ukraine to, uh, you know, Karachi to Dubai to, uh, you know, several cities in the U.S., East, mm -hmm. West, uh, South, North. So we we just like scaling um, as fast as possible and, and uh, you know, um, building the reach. So I was, I was having a conversation with my partner yesterday that, you know, there's... Um, the companies that we came from when we started Tech Rebel, uh, you know, uh, they still exist. There's several of them out there, yep. which value money over clients or which value, uh, you know, uh, their financial success over success of their employees or success of other people. For me, it's a vendetta. It's not just a purpose. It's a vendetta against everybody that does not share that purpose because like if, if like every employee that we hire we're, we're letting them escape from that you know rat race where they're always going to be an employee where they're always yes. going to be looked at and exploited so the more we go out there the more we touch people the more opportunities we can create for our message to get delivered for more opportunities we're going to create to take clients away from companies that are going to screw them over eventually mm. and show them the right way it's done and we've seen that so many times. And we, it's not like we haven't had dissatisfied clients. We have. But every time we've had zero negative reviews anywhere online, you'd, you'd probably notice that when you're doing research. And, yes. and not just the Tech Rebel, but all the other companies that you know we've, we've established apart from Tech Rebel. So that's, I mean, you can kind of see like 55 reviews on Clutch that are positive and, and pretty large. You know, It doesn't happen by accident, does it? Exactly. We're... We're listed as the top app development company in Houston, top app development company in Miami, and uh, top two in Karachi, uh, top five in the world yeah, wow. in four years. So, um, you know, that's uh, it's, it's been a very steady and slow process for us, but uh, the core of it is that even with companies that are dissatisfied with us and they move away, we, we give them full refund. We're like, okay, you know, it's fine. Uh, you know, you, you have a different goal and it's not working out between us. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, what we've seen, and it's, it's interesting, is when they would come back after having worked with somebody else and they're like, they just didn't understand what we're trying to do. Yes. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of heartens you that, hey, you know, what we're trying to do, I mean, it's not just us, like no. me and my partner is embodied by all the employees now and they share the same values. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the idea is for us to get more out there and, uh, you know, sort of reach more people and, and keep scaling. This has been one of those deep and meaningful conversations that has gone a few different places and it's really revealed a lot about you as a personality, as a leader, you know, as a business owner, as someone who's trying to make a difference in the world and leave their footprint, as it were. Now, tell us a little bit about... Um, what will people find on the website and what's the, I guess, the onboarding process to work out whether or not we are a good fit to work with each, with each other? So uh, pre-Rebel Ventures, it used to be that you would come back, come to us and, and sort of submit an inquiry and uh, we'd get on call with you and sort of, I mean, it could just be like a idea that you have that, okay, you know, I want to build a tech product that's going to do this. And, and we would help you kind of navigate the whole process of identifying features that it has to have, uh, a prototype and, and all that stuff. Post-Revel uh, post Ventures, uh, we would even take you on if you don't have funding, as mm -hmm. long as 
who have the right idea, right plan, right execution, right mindset. Right we want to work. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, we, it's not like we can take all the projects in the world. I wish we could. We did, we, we're self-funded. We don't have any investors. So it's all, in fact, like, I, again, another sort of interesting uh, concept. Um, we started the company with $1,000 each five years ago. Now, you know, it's uh, we're at 10 million in terms of revenue in five mm -hmm. years. So that's a pretty big multiple to get to. But what people fail to understand is that it doesn't get from 1,000 to 10 million and like, just as is first it goes from a thousand to five thousand dollars and then ten thousand dollars and all of that money has to be reinvested so you are always the last one to get a paycheck uh because if you took the first paycheck then what does that say about you yeah so it, yeah so it's a you know it, it it's obviously a hard process to kind of keep investing in uh you know your ideals and your morals but it has really good yield so what i'm trying to say is that you know, if, if we feel like we could be a good partnership, mm -hmm. we would get on and we would pursue it like if it was our own product. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, if you don't want to share equity, then, you know, there's a, uh, you know, you can basically get a price from us and, and see if that works for you. I'm very, very competitive because uh, we have most of our resources in Ukraine and Pakistan. So it's, uh, you know, it, the labor cost arbitrage is there. Uh, but, you know, we have a pretty large team in the U.S., in Miami, in Houston, San Francisco, so, uh, and in Dubai. So if you want to kind of work with us in that region, um, come directly to our office, see us, help us flesh uh, your idea out. Um, we would whiteboard it, kind of figure things out from there, even give you workshops if needed. Mm -hmm. And then once we have everything figured out, then, yeah, we just give you a timeline and we commit to it. Go from there. Wow, incredible. I can just see that you've got the game together and everybody who comes on board, whether or not uh, they understand it first time around when they come back, if they if they need to even leave, they understand it the second time around. So I certainly understand the model and, and how you're going about it. And I'm sure that the My Future Business audience is absolutely loving this call. Now, given that we're at the pointy end of the call already, um, could you share with us where people can find you should they want to connect with you and the business? Sure. Um, like if they want to find me, they can just Google me, uh, a B Raza. Uh, you'd find a lot of stuff in a lot of profiles. I, uh, I mean, at this point I don't have a, I can't have a private life. <laughs> so they can reach out to LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, wherever, just know that that's probably not me texting them back. It's probably one of my people at the company. Of course. Uh, not a very social person. I'm an introvert by nature. So I like to keep to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, if you have a great idea, if you have that enthusiasm and that motivation, I would love to sap some of that. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'll take some of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, trust me, like, when you speak to a passionate person, it just livens up your day. And I wish people could just know that and, and realize that, you know, if, if you're doing something with a purpose, if you can commit wholly to it, then you don't need anything else. You don't need, you know, any sort of additives or whatever. Anything just else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, in closing, tell us where, where which uh, website people need to go to to learn more about your products and services. Uh, they can visit techrevel.com, T-E-K-R-E-V-O-L. Uh, that's basically a play on the word technology revolution, but of course. we couldn't find the H, so 
<laughs> I love it. You know what? You talked about energizing and, you know, getting excited about things that are happening. I'm certainly energized and excited for you. Um, and with that all being said, if you're on this call today and you want to learn more about uh, a beer and his wonderful uh, business at Tech Revol, and uh, you want to find out more, you'll find the links back to all of the good work that they're doing at techrevel.com. I'll be making sure to make that link available to you. And with that being all said, Abir, thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you for, for your time, Rick. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.